morning from the city of Monmouth. We do have Communications Director Ken Helms. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. We also have with us Mayor Rod Davies. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Vanessa. And City Administrator Lou Steinbrecher. Good morning, Lou. Hey, good morning, Vanessa. Good to see you all. Glad to have you here. Uh, first, I want to start out with uh, some, some news that might make citizens very, very, very happy. Uh, that is ground, uh, surface resurfacing. Uh, roads are happening. Sunny Lane was uh, seeing some of that. Yeah, um, we approved that contract last fall, and um, they were a little late getting going, and weather turned, and so um, they stopped making asphalt, so we didn't get anything done on the roads last fall as we had hoped to. Uh, they did do a lot of the sidewalk work uh, for the ADA accessibility to uh, the streets that we um, were repairing, and so uh, we're moving along pretty good right now. So we need to, they need to be done by the end of June, so hopefully they'll be uh, uh, keep going. There's been quite a few touched already. Okay. So good resurfacing projects, what you're telling me. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and in today's, uh, uh last night's agenda, uh, we also approved a contract with IMEG to, uh, resurface, uh, North 6th street between Broadway and Euclid, uh, after we get the, uh, water main project underground finished. So that was a big project we've been wanting to get done for some time. Uh, that will be about a, and uh, we'll wait to see when the bid comes in engineered estimate somewhere around uh, $900,000 and we have just over $600,000 of rebuild Illinois money to uh, cover that so we'll have to find another $300,000 uh, somewhere probably from our capital reserve to, to finish uh, building 6th Street and then uh, we're gonna be starting pretty soon with the uh, that uh, project on uh, 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 Euclid between 9th Street and 6th Street, the old brewery hill there. And so uh, we'll be doing the underground first and then uh, we'll be uh, doing the road on top too. So those are two projects that have been in the works for quite some time. We've been talking about them for a long time, but the money just got freed up. So uh, we're very happy to get those projects going. Okay. How was last night's city council meeting? Oh, it was a good meeting. Um, we didn't, it wasn't a real uh, busy agenda, but uh, we did do that. Um, approved that engineering agreement. We also, uh, um, uh, one of our police and fire commissioners, uh, Robert Spud Riley, has served on the police and fire commission for a number of years, and he decided to retire. And so uh, I appointed Steve Burdett last night to fill that position, and the council approved that appointment. So we're, we appreciate Steve's willingness to serve, and he's been wanting to serve for some time, but we got an opening, so we, we were able to get him appointed. So that, that'll be a nice addition. Okay. We did have uh, public safety reports that were given to. Uh, started off with um, Chief Rex wrote that gave a report for the fire department. Uh, they actually sent one of their newer firefighters, uh, firefighter Paul Mangieri, uh, to a little bit of training last month too. Uh, one of it was uh, it was called Rit Under Fire. Um, that is a very very intensive and hands-on class. Uh, what Rit teams are in the fire service. Um, they're uh, the ones that go into actual actually rescue downed or trapped firefighters um, so because of the 
uh, nature of that. Uh, the Fire Institute likes to have very, very hot scenarios, um, different uh, scenarios that require the use of tools um, while uh, everything's burning uh, to, um, you know, get some real-life situations uh, that they might uh, encounter. So it, it's a awesome class, um, and MFD's really happy that they were able to send somebody to it to uh, get that completed. Okay. And then they also uh, completed hydrant flushing uh, for the year. That's one of the annual programs they do. Uh, they kind of alternate between hydrant and flow testing um, just so they can get accurate numbers and so they can work out the system. Uh, this year they actually did it very, very quickly because of the way the weather was. Um, they didn't have any weather holds. Um, they got that all done, notified um, all the employers that might be affected by it and the residents and got that all done. Uh, didn't really have anything major uh, that they had to repair. Uh, one of the good things about that program is as they're working the fire hydrants, um, sometimes they find uh, things that might uh, have went wrong with the hydrant through age. Uh, you know, it might be leaking. Uh, there might just be valves that have gone bad. Um, so then they work with Woodard and Current to get that uh, taken care of. Uh, so kind of keeps everything uh, nice and, and healthy there. Okay. Uh, the fire department has also started doing uh, uh, quite a bit of public outreach. And one of the things that they're doing for the public outreach is uh, they're going to the schools sometimes early in the morning, um, just interacting with the children on their way into uh, class, you know, saying hi, shaking their hands, um, different, different things like that, just to kind of raise awareness that they're there. And then uh, throughout different times, um, they might go into the classrooms when the teachers, uh, you know, work it into their curriculum uh, to kind of talk about fire service kind of stuff, um, answer any questions that the kids might have, and uh, it, it's worked very well. Yeah, that's a good way to rebuild our recruiting system mm -hmm. for firefighters down the road since we've had troubles trying to get people back involved in, in, in being a firefighter or police officer, mm -hmm. you name it, nurse. It, it's, 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 we've had a shortage in a lot of important areas. So this is a nice way to be that uh, you know, top of mind that mm -hmm. they see uh, first responders, firefighters, um, you know, right there every day. Exactly, and it, it's, a, it's a great career to get into, um, either law enforcement or the fire department. Um, both of them have their own academies that people will go to um, to learn everything that they need to learn to, to fit those roles. Mm -hmm. um, the police department has actually started working with uh, uh, Monmouth Roseville School District um, and Carl Sandburg College to kind of uh, develop the dual credit. Um, so while uh, the kids are in school um, and they're taking uh, Sandburg classes in criminal justice education, um, just so it makes the best fit for if they decide that they do want to uh, pursue a, a career in law enforcement. That's another well, great idea. It is, and uh, while I got everybody on the air, I guess I'll also uh, throw in a reminder uh, that we're always hiring uh, telecommunicators yes. for dispatch. And telecommunication, um, that is one of those very, very specialized jobs uh, that we actually want to train you uh, to do. So this doesn't require any prerequisites. You don't need a uh, bachelor's degree. You don't need any of that. Um, we will train you. Um, we'll do it. Um, has good benefits, uh, good pay, um, and, and we're always taking um, applications for that. Yes. So, uh, it is shift work, um, so it's a little bit different than what people are used to, uh, but once they get used to it, uh, they seem to enjoy it. Okay, so, good. Uh, 
and that's pretty much it. Okay, and uh, Lou Steinbrecher, what do you have this morning? Yes, the last action item um, last night with the City Council was uh, they approved a uh, three-year renewal of the um, AFSCME uh, contract. Uh, AFSCME stands for the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. They represent uh, the city's uh, dispatchers and the custodial uh, position. And uh, it's a it's a, a three-year contract. It, uh, typically, most of our union contracts are for a period of, of three years. So it in, obviously includes some wage adjustments and some other um, changes uh, to the terms and conditions of the, uh, the of the agreement. <clears throat> that had been ratified previously by the union, so uh, that now is in place, and uh, uh, that will um, uh, that contract uh, is uh, in effect and through April 30th of 2025. So. Okay. All right. Anything else on the city council meeting? I uh, didn't have um, anything else on council, but uh, I will say that uh, last Friday, Senator Halpin uh, opened uh, his office over in Galesburg. We went over and visited with him uh, there at the new office on uh, East Main Street in the 100 block. And uh, uh, Senator Halpin uh, notified us that the city of, he was able to get $500,000 for the city of Monmouth, which uh, for infrastructure. So we will be uh, using those funds to help fill the hole we had for the Harlem uh, Street, Harlem Avenue project. So uh, that will help us finish out the infrastructure underground. And uh, so we're very excited about that. We hope to get that project rolling. We received final notification on a uh, CDAP grant that we got, I think it's two years ago. They finally got the grant agreement to us this last week with after Senator Halpin's help. And so uh, it's been a nice addition having him there. And uh, he's certainly helped us move this Harlem Avenue project forward with the underground. Okay. Monmouth has actually been pretty fortunate the last few years in getting a, a number of different grants to help replace these uh, underground. Uh, most of them have been done through the uh, Community Development Block Grant, um, and that helps get, uh, uh, for the most part, we've been applying them to water mains, uh, the water mains that are well past their service life that we start seeing, uh, you know, a lot of fractures on, um, different things like that. Um, last couple years, uh, the criteria has really adjusted um, to where it has to meet uh, certain um, oh, demographics in neighborhoods, um, low-income neighborhoods, things like that. So they've really been going to a, a lot of good places um, at that. And it's just the price to replace uh, this infrastructure is e extremely high. Uh, for instance, the IMEG agreement that we approved uh, uh, last night Actually, that project initially started out at uh, close to $3 million, uh, but through some very hard work with uh, Woodard and Curran and IMEG, they were able to um, figure out uh, different ways uh, to get that project through within the budgetary limitations that we had. So uh, we're really happy to have that. Okay. Got a couple of uh, uh, questions I'd like to ask that have been sent to us um, from people who, who just listen and have, have questions. It's, uh, it, Lou, it's really probably more for you, I think. Um, so this potential, I don't know what the date is, but there's a gas tax that's going to be um, initiated here through the state of Illinois. How will that affect us here locally? What will we see the, the price of gas 
And do you have any knowledge or understanding, Mr. Mayor, of how come the gas prices in, in Monmouth tend to be 20 cents higher than a Galesburg and Macomb? And, and maybe you don't know because you're not the owner of the gas stations, but I'm sure you have heard this and seen this. Um, but people are, are preparing, people like Nancy Mallon at the Jamison Community Center is preparing because of her senior nutrition program and how much the gas will cost her uh, going forward. So if Luke, if you could help us with that one piece of legislation. Yeah, the uh, the state uh, gasoline tax, uh, you know, it was uh, it, there was, I guess, a I'll call it a, f- a forgiveness or um, a uh, halt a holiday, yeah, uh, uh, during the the COVID, and now it's they're just simply reinstituting the state's gas tax uh, that had had previously existed. They just uh, um, uh, in an during an interim period of time, uh, particularly with the um, the effect of COVID on the economy and what have you, they they kind of. Uh, just uh, uh, put that in abeyance for for some period of time, and it comes back on. I believe it's uh, July first. Is it July first? Yeah. Okay. And I I don't I don't recall the exact uh, amount uh, off the top of my head, but uh, it's probably um, I, I would guess it's it's probably in that five to ten cent uh, per gallon uh, um, range. Okay. And do you receive, does the city receive anything back? There was uh, something about um, the municipalities not not receiving something. They're lowering the amount that the cities were going to receive from the state. That is in a different tax line, actually. So I think this, uh, with the governor's advance of the, or reinstating the um, state gas tax, I think those are funds that, again, will be, you know, used on state, primarily on state roads. Okay. Some of those funds do come back locally, but they have not, still not increased our base amount for our our motor fuel tax. We've gotten some funds that they called Rebuild Illinois funds, and uh, I think that was from a different pot of money from the federal government that they received, some COVID money that they received for infrastructure that was earmarked for infrastructure so we did get some of that rebuild illinois money and that's some of the money that we will be using on sixth street and probably harlem and you know we've set those funds aside what the state has done and it's kind of a technical uh fairly complicated thing they they uh illinois has income tax and corporate personal property replacement tax and they changed the way they uh, uh, allocated those funds. Uh, last year, again, we start getting, it might put my CPA hat and tax preparation. Uh, a lot of those, the funds that they called a pass-through entity tax. In other words, uh, partnerships and corporate S corporations could pay the income tax on behalf of the shareholders or partners and deduct it on the federal return and the state called those replacement taxes. And so actually the distributions to the units of local government, the city, the park districts, some of the schools, those who receive replacement taxes, library districts, they had some much larger uh, receipts this last year in that line item. Uh, during the budget session, um, and I visited with uh, at the, the Freezing for Food with uh, uh, Representative Hammond, who's right on top of that as part of the, her finance and budget committee, uh, said, well, they had changed that 
uh, passed through entity tax from replacement tax to income tax. So they're not going to distribute as much of that money to the units of local government. That now has been taken out of the replacement tax, so that gets lowered, so our, the amount we get is lower, and that goes into the income tax line item. And they keep a larger percentage of the income taxes, and they only pass through a per capita amount to the, to the units of local government. So uh, it will be a significant uh, decline. Um, our replacement tax more than doubled this last year. Uh, and I don't know if you may help me remember the number, Lou. I, I believe they said we'll get about 40% of what we've gotten in the past. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a, a significant impact on balancing the budget, uh, probably talking about uh, two, uh, two $300,000 a year to uh, us. In, in lost income to the city. So. Yeah, and, and so I, the reason, you know, they caught that and you know, again, they need revenue to, you know, um, help cover their $5 billion, trillion, whatever the number was, budget right. for the state. And so uh, they're, yeah, yeah they, had, uh, they had some revenue shortfall. They had to bring it back in-house. Okay. All right. Thank you for the explanation. And um, no idea on, on gas prices. Um, you know, the, the, the gas prices, again, uh, it isn't because of any local taxes. Ours are actually lower than Galesburg's. That's what I was wondering. I was yeah. trying to make sense of it, too. When yeah, yeah, no, I, it, it's through the distribution centers and uh, uh, the oil jobbers, and, you know, that's really through their network of pricing. I don't know if Ken's heard anything different on that, but, yeah, I mean, it's not local taxes. Uh, it's um, um, through distribution distribution okay yeah and we've kind of looked into that a little bit um because like you noted there has been uh especially at different times some pretty significant price discrepancies between us and the regional areas um the only thing that i guess uh as far as from a numbers perspective that really stands different as far as monmouth versus say uh gillsburg um, or burlington those kind of things although that's probably not a great example because that's a different state but some of these other areas like macomb uh monmouth does sit right at a convergence point of three major um highway arteries that are going through so our if you look at our traffic counts which are public knowledge uh through um department of uh the highways it it's all there um and you can see that our numbers are actually pretty high so uh it'd be my guess the supply and demand has a lot to do with that okay um, you know it's just availability yeah i just think the important point for listeners to understand is that uh there are no uh governmental regulatory authority over over oh, sure. setting the price i mean we don't uh, control it nor does the state that that's all set by the private sector yes well and and it's not without saying i think everybody knows that a lot of people don't get don't fill up here they will go to another city uh, when they're there doing other business or work or whatever to to get gas simply because it can be up to 20 cents cheaper yeah i mean obviously iowa's gas tax is uh, significantly lower than illinois and i think it's no secret that a number of folks run over to burlington and fill up and um uh, unfortunately, because then 
we get the complaints that our local roads don't get taken care of. And so, uh, you know, it's nice to have that uh, tax stay home and we can certainly uh, take care of our own roads too. Okay. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. And I hope that you have a good summer and I'll see you again soon. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. And thank for you. those that were listening and you'd like to uh, uh, see Ken Helms' shirt this morning, you can go to our YouTube channel a little bit later and it'll be up on the uh, the YouTube. But he's got a blue healer how would you describe that, Ken? Uh, it's a Hawaiian shirt with a blue healer camouflaged in, in it. It's, it's my boy. Is, is that Quaid? Yeah, it Did is. Did you have this made? Uh, it was a gift, and yes, it was custom made. That is cool. I did not know you could do that. You could yeah. put your dog's picture oh. on your clothes. It's, I guess it's on the internet. That is too cool. All right. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Ken Helms with us. Communications Director Lou Steinbrecker, City Administrator and Mayor Rod Davies on 1330 WREM and FM 94.1.